1: Is Sky Blues Extra? Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is currently sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward, and I'm pleased to be joined this evening by Ross. Evening, mate. Evening, mate, and I'm also joined by Andy. Evening, lads, how are we? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Yeah, pretty pretty good, good after after yesterday, anyway. Um, yeah, it's good to have you on. Um, obviously a mixed week for the sky blues as they fell to a 1-0 defeat at hands of Luton on Tuesday, then an emphatic 4-1 win at home to Sheffield United yesterday. So, um, yeah, obviously, as usual, we'll look back at all the action and all of the key moments from the week. Um, Andy, I'll start with you. Um, how are you feeling after this week's instalment?
2: Yeah, really good, mate. I was a bit concerned, if I was being honest, about yesterday's game before. Um, I couldn't see us getting any points, but I was, you know, happy to be proved wrong. Fabulous performance yesterday. And it's really got our season back again, hasn't it, really? Um, If we would have lost yesterday, it would have been three losses in our trot. You know, it would have been all a bit doom-gloom looking back at, you know, looking behind us instead of looking forward. But now that win's massive, puts us three points away from the playoffs, and we can start looking up again, Tom. So, yeah, really, really happy.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how it can switch, isn't it? You know, Mm. from (laughs) Tuesday where, I don't know about you, but I thought it's probably over isn't it really for the playoffs yeah
2: i, t- I tweeted it i said i thought it yeah better. so if, if we get into the playoffs now yeah that tweet's gonna yeah. come up and bite me on the arse isn't it so, <laughs> yeah, uh, on... yeah so but um you know happy to be proved wrong um if we get more into the playoffs or we'll sneak into the playoffs i'll be more than happy to be honest that was just the tonic yesterday wasn't it we needed that win didn't we
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was uh, fantastic performance and obviously we'll get into that in more detail um Ross how are you feeling obviously um you know Tuesday's feet you know felt like the class rover but then you know obviously winning yesterday has it kind of changed your mind on things a little bit
3: I mean, yeah, it certainly has. I, I I think the same as like Andy said and yourself, I think at 10pm on Tuesday, it was sort of feeling like I probably sort of felt 90% it was sort of done. You know, you sort of hold out this sort of slim hope until it's sort of mathematically impossible, but uh, it felt like it was another opportunity missed. It was sort of the same old story. But then the, the, the positive thing this season is there's a lot of teams in and around it, which means they've got to play each other. They're all going to drop points. And and then yeah. I guess what gave me that slimmer a sliver of hope that I wasn't 100 sort of thinking it was over was because I thought we've got this big game against Sheffield United, and if we can somehow, you know, and I was the same as uh, Andy, I, I wasn't feeling too confident, um, but I was thinking if we, if we can sort of, you know, get a win, then suddenly we look at it, and we've got two games after that that are winnable, and then suddenly we could be back in it. So I've, uh, I'm, I'm more hopeful now, of course, um, but we've got, a, yeah, we've got a huge couple of games, and we've got a, a monumental April, which is full of. Six pointers, but in a good sense, um, we we literally play everybody, don't we? Really, oh, above yeah. sort of thing. So, it's, it's lot. We're 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 in a great position. It's something to look forward to. We're one point off our total for last season. we ten games to go. So, unreal progress, and it's just great to still be having this conversation. You know, if we'd, we if we had failed to win yesterday, we'd probably all be sat here and gone, yeah, it's definitely over now. So, it's great that it's you know lasts another week at least.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's a funny one, isn't it? When you look at the fixtures, because everyone looked at that April and thought. You know they were going to be the really hard games in the running, but I don't know. There's just that gut feeling that we just seem to switch on in these, some of these big games, don't we? Like I think about Rotherham last season when mm. you know we needed to win, and I don't know. Robbins just seems to pull out the bag, and obviously he wasn't actually there, but obviously prepared the team well, and we seem to turn it on sometimes, don't we, Ross? So you don't fear necessarily fear those some of those games in April.
3: I think we're good. I think we're a good team when other teams try and attack us. You know, we saw it with Fulham. We saw it yesterday. And there's been other games, even if we've not necessarily got the results. But QPR, we were fantastic for the whole game. You know, and those sort of end-to-end games, I really fancy our chances. The issue we seem to have is when we play a team who we give them a head start, and then it just plays into their hands and they just park everyone behind the ball. And and suddenly we've got to try and open it. And it, they just sort of frustrate us. That's when we sort of uh, yeah. come up short slightly. But in these games, like you say, Bournemouth away. And, you know, yesterday, Fulham, you know, QPR at home, Middlesbrough away. Yes, we didn't get the results in all of those, but we played attacking stuff. And we, we create chances yeah. on another day. We should, have, we should have picked up maximum points in a lot more of those games. So, yeah, I think it sort of plays into our hands. And I think Sheffield United did that uh,
1: yesterday, really. Yeah. Um, let's talk briefly about Tuesday. Andy, what were the match stats for the Luton game? Same as, as always, apart from <clears> yesterday,
2: really, Tom. Um, we dominated the ball. We had 61% possession. We had 12 shots compared to their six, but only hit the target three times. And every time we hit the target, it was straight down the middle. Um, yeah, we, we had 356 passes completed compared to their 175. So that just shows, again... The dominance of our team the way we but that's been like that all season which is which is a good thing i'm not yeah. that's a brilliant thing and how we dominate the ball is great but it's just that obviously clinical cutting edge in the final third we just mm. weren't clinical enough on on tuesday night we just kept on when we did get the opportunity we just kept on putting it straight down the keeper's throat which was a bit frustrating uh defensively yeah. wise um 16 interceptions compared to their 11. And we won 19 tackles compared to their 22, so um, quite similar in that in that aspect. But the most concerning thing for me again was the lack of clinical edge for us. Yeah, for
1: sure. Which yeah, we've we've seen across the season mm. um, in in certain games. Um, Ross, you sent me a very helpful match report while I was away, which obviously helped to sort of paint the picture of of where things went wrong. But we actually started the game quite well, didn't we?
3: Yeah, it was the same old story, you know, in how many games recently where we, we came out of the traps and uh, really fast, which I thought we would. I thought, you know, on the back of the uh, defeat prior um, and then obviously getting smashed at their place, I thought we we needed a response and we came out and we should have scored after 15 seconds, had a great chance and we started on the front foot and for 38 minutes, it was just one team in it. I mean, Luton were... Shocking, you know, you know the, I mean, the amount of times they just kick the ball out of play, you know, misplaced passes. And you know, we've had we can probably count on one hand the amount of performances we've had like that. Probably one of them when we played Luton away, but the difference is you know, we find ourselves three nil down when we perform badly, and then other teams come to us and are off it and suddenly find themselves one nil up. You know, it's, it's bizarre. Um, but we did start ever so well the first 38 minutes, we were on the front foot. Hamer was electric and, uh, and so was Jamie Allen and it was just a, a really positive start to the game and, and I, you, you sort of sit there and you're thinking it's, surely it's got to be a matter of time before we sort of put these to the sword you know mm.
1: Frustrating really and as, as Ross says Andy you know we should have should have taken the lead really and Vic had a brilliant chance didn't he to, to take the lead but just uh, yeah straight at the keeper
2: yeah yeah not just like we said earlier didn't we just didn't put it in the corner did he just straight at the keeper I don't know whether he rushed it a little bit or not. Wasn't the cleanest of contacts, and it was quite easy for the keeper to say. But you know, let's you know, he needs to be putting those in the corners, which he did. He did uh, yesterday, didn't he? he? Put one right in the corner. The keeper tipped around the post, which was a sign of things to come. So um, yeah, a uh, lucky by Vic, but you know, he needs to, when he's in that position,
1: he needs to be hitting the corners more than not. Tom, his finishing has not been quite at the level it was perhaps earlier in the season he's perhaps made up for that a little bit yesterday but yeah, um, yeah you'd I mean, like to see him taking those chances
2: yeah well he's got 14 now hasn't he this season so you know yeah. um, it's
1: not bad it's not bad it's not it?
2: bad at all it's a good, good total Tom and if he, if he adds a few more
1: and gets up to that 20 mark you know you can't say anything against it really can you Tom 100% agree with that mm. um, Ross for their goal it was a mistake from Rose um, and I know you've um, had something to say about this in, in the group chat and, and various conversations so I'll definitely let you you take this one and get it off your chest.
3: Well, I mean, we as I say, we were we were dominating them for you know, 38 minutes and I would call it a, a sucker punch, you know, it was, it was the same happened when we played Blackpool. You remember we were on top and then suddenly, you know, a mistake uh, that day and, and they took the lead and the same thing happened, but I wouldn't even say it was a sucker punch because Luton just weren't throwing any jabs at all. They weren't, they weren't attacking, you know, it, we sort of just tripped over and face planted their fist. It, it felt like, you know, and it was just one long ball and yeah, Rose was at fault for this goal. And I sort of, I was just, just very frustrated because he sort of there's no one around him. And when I hear like, you know, Clive try and blame the pitch, I just thought, you know, at post-match, I thought, what am I hearing? You know, why is the length of the grass affecting Rose's ability to sort of just do a standard bread and butter header away? Um, And I guess the thing is not more like being critical of Rose. It was more sort of, I feel like we missed Haim on Tuesday. And uh, I know Andy, you're a big fan of Haim, but.
2: uh, Uh, No, 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 no. To get to your point on that, Ross, I agree. Um, you know, I have my criticism of, of Hyam, but I think recently, by yesterday, yeah, we have missed his ability.
3: And uh, I agree. I think, I mean, you look at Rose and Hyam from League One, that they've got such a good partnership, and I think they've both been fantastic. I just think, obviously, then Rose was exceptional in the FA Cup game against Southampton, yeah. and I think suddenly a lot of hype's has built up for Rose, and Hyam never gets, doesn't seem to get the same sort of level of hype. But even though in recent games, I think Rose has actually been at fault for quite a number of goals and maybe they go unnoticed because we beat Reading and both goals he could have done better in those and I think if that was Hyam, I think he gets a lot more stick from from the fan base than say Rose does. so and then Tuesday night was very frustrated again because I just thought well if that was Hyam missing that header and then them scoring I can imagine this sort of you know uproar generally across sort of about it so I just think you know, and Himes made mistakes this season, but he, you know, he learns from them. And Rose played very, very well yesterday against Sheffield United. So he, again, he's learned from them. And I just think uh, we've got a good sort. Of those three centre backs, along with Clark Salter, you know, at times this season they've all made mistakes, and but we seem to sort of bounce back. And that's, you know, I guess that's the sort of positive thing but on Tuesday obviously it was a bad mistake and you could see in his reaction he knew but then on he just got bullied by that sort of Luton uh, attacker which was disappointing to see because normally he sort of yeah you know, does dictate the game rose from the back and um, maybe it was because he was sort of playing on the right of the three at the back and you know, obviously he's been playing centre hasn't he when Fads has been on the bench so Maybe it was the change in position, but uh, yeah, it was a disappointing uh, mistake, and obviously it was a sucker punch, and I do have to say I don't think more should be necessarily getting beat from that angle either, You know, which was the other frustrating thing, because of course we had as you said, Wardy, we had that chance with Vic literally 60 seconds earlier yeah. from a much better angle, and he just hit it straight at the keeper, which just seems to be what we all our players like to do, and then uh, they had the tightest of angle, and he just put it in the corner, I just sat there and smiled and thought, of course
2: <laughs>
1: <You know. laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. Um, Andy, how, how frustrated have you been by the number of games we've gone behind in this season?
2: Yeah, it's very difficult, isn't it, in football to come back all the time. Um, but we have. Um, the amount of goals that we've done come back from has been amazing this season. It shows the character and resolution of this team. But it's not very really good for your nerves, is it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I mean... going, you know. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, keep going 1-0 down, you know, it's it's not, it's not great for you now, especially at my age, so, um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and
1: sometimes, well, I think the thing is, is that sometimes you just can't get it back, you know, there's, no, no. you know, Sheffield United. we managed to turn them over in a fantastic second half performance, mm. but then you've got games like Luton where they make it really hard for you and you're chasing the game and you just, some weeks, you're, not, you're just not going to do it. You know, like Ross said, it's and then it's real fine margins between those chances in the first half, and it's the difference between. It
3: plays into their hands, doesn't it? Some teams, yeah. Given that, of course. I mean, we've played 36 (laughs) games this season. We've gone behind in 22 of them. I mean, and like you say, we're not always going to. Blackpool, we went behind. We managed to salvage a draw, and, and the frustrating thing is you Know we were trying to get a draw against Luton, but really it's like we should be 2 nil up, you know. And mm-hmm. this season, when we've taken the lead, we've only lost it once, and that was away at Preston. Whenever we've taken the lead at home, apart from Derby where we drew, we go on and win the game. Peterborough, we yeah. smashed them both times, so we are very good at coming back. And as you say, Andy, but you're not going to do it all the time, and that's what's frustrating, you know. I and mean, yesterday we did it, but Luton, you know, and Millwall and those sort of games, it's frustrating because you sort of feel like we should be getting a lot more and what the, perform- that the performance is deserved.
2: That's something that Robbins needs to address in the summer, isn't it? Yeah. The, uh, the clinical nature of our play, because that's the missing piece of the jigsaw, isn't it? Let's be honest. The, the change from last season to this season, the way we dominate the ball, if we start putting a few more chances away and being a little bit more clinical, we are going to be in that playoff <laughs> race. It, cemented. cemented. Yeah, it's just not the, cemented not, not trying to get in it. We'll be cemented in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just the next phase in our progression, yeah, isn't it, Andy? It is, yeah. I mean, how much did we talk about last season? There's just been so many defensive mistakes and penalties given away, and that we've, you know, we've moved on miles away from that. We're just such a better team than last year, and it's just now that, you know, just being that bit more streetwise and being a bit more like the Lutons, and you know, figuring out how we get a scrappy one-nil win is just. Uh-huh. I think we need to be a bit more streetwise you know, like that. Yeah, there's no doubting our style of play is fantastic. We play such nice football, and we're brilliant to watch, but. It's just grinding out those results, isn't it? When you need to, that will probably be the difference. 100%. We won't dwell in the game for too long, um, but I'll grab a man of the match from both of you. Um, were there any standout performances for you, Andy?
2: Yeah, Hamer. I thought he was he was fantastic on the night. Um, he's really benefited from that couple of games when he was suspended, hasn't he? Um, he's come back and really, really started to dominate the, uh, the ball and... He uh, won the most tackles. He won six, which was the most of our team. Plus, he had the most key uh, passes, which were four, uh, which was the best of our team. So, he was doing well in the defensive third and he was doing well in the attacking third for
1: me. I thought he was great. Ross, any any difference there?
3: No, no. I, and Everything Andy says there's spot on. I, Hamer, he, he looked like he benefit, benefited, like Andy said, from those couple of games resting. Also, he looked like he benefited from that new contract because he was, he was unbelievable, to be fair. I, I mean, he absolutely... He literally was everywhere. He was like winning the ball, like suddenly in left back position. Then he'd be over. I mean, it was unbelievable to be fair. And it was just criminal that we just didn't end up being like two nil up because he was running the show. You know, and on that note, it's just brilliant that we've gotten tied down. So,
1: um, yeah. yeah. Worth mentioning as well, actually, because obviously I think that's probably news since the last podcast. Um, yeah. Andy, great news on, on getting him tied down, isn't it? Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, how many
2: times in the, in the past recently have we let, let our good players go um, for not as much as they should have been? So it just again shows where the club is at. It shows that they're being uh, very clever because if someone comes up with him with a bid in the summer, um, hopefully that doesn't happen because we really need him for next season if we're going to push on. But if they did, then we can start dictating the terms instead of being <clears throat> yeah. dictated to. So no, yeah. fantastic stuff.
1: You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on to the more positive result of the week and talk about yesterday's four-one win over Sheffield United. First of all, Ross, we'll talk about the slightly strange news that came in before kickoff that obviously Robins, um and ADVash wouldn't be able to be on the touchline due to testing positive for COVID. Um, slightly odd one, isn't it? It's not one you, you you know that has happened to us before. Dennis Lawrence sort of took the took the reins in that respect.
3: Yeah, no, it was like you say you sort of, I wasn't expecting it at all and I guess with everything else that's going on in the world and stuff it, and with obviously the restrictions and not having to isolate and all this sort of stuff it's quite easy to almost forget that it's still you know quite rife and there's still that very high chance of that it could have happened I just didn't sort of expect it at all because we've not had any players test positive you know for a while and and, and stuff like that so to see that they both had I suddenly thought I did I thought it made me feel a slightly anxious because I thought all right. You know what I mean? That was that's both of them sort of not on the touchline. But um but Dennis Lawrence has obviously been a, a really good addition this season to the backroom staff. You know, clearly, you know, they wanted to make a change in that regard. So he's come in and yeah, it was one of those I'm sure obviously Robbins and AD would have, you know, prepped the team as they would always would and I mean, I mean, I was speaking to Dave Moore, you know, at the, the brewery, and he said, "Well, we might see some substitutes today," so um, <laughs> because Robbins <laughs> wasn't on the on the on the line. But uh, but no, yes, it was one of those that you don't expect to see. But um, yeah, it was uh, yeah. Hopefully, they get they get well soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I wonder what um, Robbins made of Clive's commentary. on. On the old i, I- oh play. goodness me <laughs> you would have had it on
3: mute there is i'm not there's no way he would have been I wonder if he gets
1: his own his own special feed without the commentary or something i don't know maybe also also must be tricky being a minute or two behind as well so all sorts of things that you yeah. just wonder how it all works don't you but <laughs> but yeah funny funny situation um the lineup was quite pleasing to see um obviously cal and Dabo both back into the side um what did you make of the lineup Andy?
2: Yeah, really good because let's be honest, against Luton Waghorn in behind, God and Vic didn't did work, did it? We've missed Cal. Um, yeah, we have. We big time. I mean, people, you don't really realise you miss someone when they've got until they've gone. Yeah. And um, Well, back to back defeats
1: sort of speaks for yeah, itself, doesn't it? it I think yeah, that's yeah. For the first time, is it all it, season?
2: It does, yes. and you, you kind of take his attacking, not attacking, but more maybe his defensive ability for granted. Him being in our team is a vital cog in our team, and not just uh, offensively, but defensively. Um, The way he works back, wins the ball back for us, it's very important and we've missed him badly. Kane um, has struggled recently, hasn't he, for form? Um, He's carrying a knock as well, isn't he? Um, Which I think might be affecting him a little bit. So, it won't do him any harm, just taking a couple of games out for a couple of games. And it gives Dabo a, a, a good chance now to... You know, get his head down and, and finish the season strongly for next season because his season hasn't been great, has it? It's been very in. No. So, um, so if he has a strong finish to the season, he can carry that on for next, can't he? So, no, I was I was pleased with the both changes, Tom, and um, as we well know, it, it they work perfectly.
1: Yeah they absolutely did and I know Andy you've been looking forward to this moment uh, probably um, match stats
2: (laughs) yeah I will yeah possession was a bit low it was uh, 47.9% but I don't care we had 27 (laughs) shots and 15 on target now that's just unbelievable isn't it not 27 shots not 27 shots and 2 on target 27
1: and 15 on target Tom now that is it the most in the division this season did I read somewhere yeah 100%. the most shots yeah in yeah. the game wow yeah. Yeah, I mean absolutely. that's yeah that's mad isn't it
2: absolute brilliant so oh, that's what I've been waiting for all season I know I've had to wait until <laughs> goal, but it's uh, it's finally come and I'm happy with that so yeah and that's I'm going to leave it there I don't care about the tackle and the aerial jaws. they can they can piss off I don't care <laughs>
1: there you go I knew, I knew you'd be happy with the stats Andy yeah, as soon as I saw that 27 you <laughs> were the first person I thought of <laughs>
2: I don't
1: know. That all good? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't know which way to think about that one. No. No. Really good. Really good stats. And yeah, absolutely. You know, battered them second half. Um. But yeah, obviously we'll go through the game. Um. What did you make of the early exchanges, Ross?
3: I mean, the game. And I I always feel like there's certain teams that when we play, it's got a a vibe like a big game feel, and it certainly had that. Obviously, Sheffield United bringing you know, 4,000 down. And obviously our fans were incredible again, as always. And uh, yeah, it it sort of, it felt quite tense, I guess maybe after the midweek sort of defeat, not not a nervous start, but it it sort of took us a little, you know, a few minutes just to sort of settle in, I think. And, uh, you know, and and sort of find our rhythm, uh, which obviously we did eventually with Emma Plom. But uh, yeah, we started a little bit rusty, I guess, but it was, uh, but so did they, you know, there wasn't much to separate the sides, I don't think.
1: Yeah, you couldn't you wouldn't be able to really tell who was above who, I suppose, in those no. in those early moments. Um unfortunately we did go behind again, Andy. They they took the lead. Bit messy at the back, this one, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. No one was marking him, were they, Tom? But I would say it was a good pick out. Um yeah, he's pick, big lad as well. Yeah, it was a good pick out. Was it Hudderham who picked him out? It was a good deliver into the box. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was yeah, it was a good pick out. And um he buried it, didn't he, to be honest with you. no Simon had no chance with that one. But the marking was loose. It reminded me a little bit of the Bristol City marking, you know, away from home mm-hmm. when Martin yeah. scored. It was a bit of that essence, which is which is poor. And to start a game, it couldn't have started any worse, could it really, after mm. defeated Luton. So, yeah, poor goal to concede, Tom, but the way we reacted was fantastic. So, yeah.
1: Exactly. It was it was a strange one. So sort of when it went in and you obviously yeah. look towards the away end and you see all the limbs oh, and you think, oh, God, yeah. this this what's going to happen here? Yeah. Yeah, nothing worse. But then actually, as soon as we kicked back off again, Ross, it sort of had a different feel towards it. It felt like we, we bounced back a bit and we we actually looked really energetic and much more in the game, weren't we, after the goal?
3: Yeah, we were. And it, it was sort of very reminiscent of the Fulham game earlier in the season where, you know, Sheffield United continue to attack and, and we were sort of exploiting those spaces. And it, and it was almost a bit like, well, we've got nothing to lose here, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. We, we, if we don't win this game, then then it is, it is pretty much over. So let's just go for it. And we sort of, we responded well. And I mean, Vic, even from the very early exchanges, and I always try and judge the early game of those first few duels few Vic has, if he wins them, I think he's got the defenders on toast for the whole game. If if he struggles, yeah. then it is sort of you think, oh, which way is this going to go? And he had uh, their centre backs honestly on on, on he, he had a, such a great game. They were having a torrid time, and yeah, we were creating openings. And you sort of felt like, yeah, there's a chance that we can get back into this game. And obviously, uh, we, yeah. we did. And I think sometimes it's good to respond as quick as possible because I think sometimes the longer the game goes on, that's when frustration starts to creep in, <laughs> and then we go then we go chasing it rather than just playing our game.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. I think I think even opposition players know that about Vic, you know. I think they, he's quite, you know, known in the division. He's obviously one of the top goal scorers. That people know he's a bit of a handful. He gets a lot of praise from opposition managers and fans, etc. And they probably feel the same. You know, they see him on his game and they think, oh, this is going to be a, a tough afternoon. Yeah. And you notice it in how they play. You know, they have to almost give him a bit of respect and almost sometimes there's balls down the wing where they almost let him get it first because that's better than them being out of position and... Yeah, it just gives him a nightmare, doesn't it, Ross?
3: It does. I mean, he loves that sort of drifting out to the left, doesn't he? And then sort of yeah. dribbling, and you don't know which way he's going to go. He's just so yeah. strong, and, and the good thing about him, what I love about him is his work rate, but he's, he's relentless. Like, he never sort of... The defender yeah, might win the first up. duel, he never gives it up, like you say, and he he never gives them like an easy clearance or an easy way out, even if he might lose it initially. He goes again, goes again, and often he'll win win the ball back yeah. again, and then we, we sustain an attack, and yeah, he's brilliant. And, and it was like Andy was saying earlier, you know, 14 goals in all competitions this <clears> season. <throat> and I don't think his finishing yet is mm. as clinical as it can be. Like, obviously, last week, yeah, Matt was saying that. about God, trying to say Godden and Victor's finishing is the same. But it, even that cha- the goal he did score is still quite close to the goalkeeper. And I think that once he starts finishing it with real conviction, he, he could even, he could be on 20 goals already this season. And you know, yeah. which is it's it's scary, like how I mean he's got 14 goals and his finishings. I mean, there's been some great strikes like from distance against Cardiff and Stoke. And sometimes it's some of the easier ones which they sort of go in, and you sort of go, Oh, I mean, another day it might not have gone. Yeah, you
1: know.
3: yeah. So a bit like the blackpool where it sort of goes through the keeper and, and this one as well. I mean, the keeper just didn't even bother to deeper. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, yeah. he's relentless, Vic and he's he's just come on leaps and bounds. Cause I know I and I had to eat humble pie last season when we signed him. I did the first few games again he was another one who you sort of thought i'm not sure like you know what necessarily he's adding in the early exchanges and you give him time we signed him on a permanent and he's just he's just improved so much hasn't he it's just brilliant to see
1: yeah yeah i know 100 um real key play for us um and it was yeah, great to see him get, get us back. Uh, level Andy, um, as, as Ross said, it's sort of just about winning. They, they're quite hard, those ones, though, um, having played myself. Like, you, you almost have too much time, too much time to think about it. But, you know, he did just about sloss it past the keeper, didn't he?
2: Just about, yeah. Yeah, nearly, <laughs> nearly missed it. But you are right when that. You know, when you are clean through and you've got ages to think about it, sometimes you think about it too much and you, you like scuff it in and that's how it happens. Yeah. I was quite surprised the keeper didn't save it. I thought it was Paul by they was their keeper, to be honest. Yeah. He just went past him. Um, but no, we're more than happy to, to see it hit the back of the net
1: because um, that instant response was just exactly what we needed in a, in a big game like this. Yeah, massive goal really at that moment, mm. isn't it? I mean, after what we've always just talked about, about against Luton and missing our chances and Vic having that one and... You think if you'd have missed that one, oh, I don't oh. know. I think the crowd would have just been so deflated I, at that I, point. I agree. And also,
0: I
2: do think it was a bit of a ploy by us as well to to play. I noticed yesterday that we went a bit more direct. We tried to turn them a little bit more than yeah. we always yeah. have done. We, we really focused on their centre halves, which was a definite ploy by Robinson and, um, and AD before the game because we went longer than we normally did. And, and just to give Rose a little bit of praise, Ross, nice little ball that was, wasn't it?
3: <laughs> it was it, no, it was a great ball it was funny actually because they, their defender did exactly the same mistake that Rose did on Tuesday night just missed yes. his header so no, they're been, been talking to each other in they the must have been it was quite nice no it was, it was and to fair, those balls because I do think I think Rose's passing is, is very good and actually mm. it was a good ball and it was a great run by Vic actually because Dodden dropped slightly deeper so then yeah. the two defenders yeah. didn't know where to go and he was onside and yeah no it was a uh, Obviously, Sheffield United would be disappointed with their defender, but it was yeah, he got it in, and that's the main thing. And we were back on terms. So. Yeah,
2: we tried to turn yeah. it around quite a lot there yesterday, which was which is a good tactical sense by Robin's brilliant stuff.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. We're going to, have to talk about this indirect free kick, uh, Ross. Um, I don't have any ideas why he gave it. Do you have any any ideas?
3: Well, at the time, I had no idea what like it all <laughs> just went all a bit scrappy, and then I generally I had no idea what was going on. and He put his hand in the air, and I was thinking. Oh, what's he doing? Is he stretching? Or you know? And then suddenly, sort of <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever seen live in person an indirect free free kick like that in in the box. Right. The back. And I And I was just like, yeah. Like often on like I don't know match of the day and the things you'll see things sort of like how it happened. And obviously watching it on a replay, and they never give them because it's always like, well, Alan's gone to clear it. Fads have sort of gotten his way, and it sort of trickled through, and Moore's picked it up, and obviously then he's just he's he's given it. So I didn't know what was going on. The
1: the fans are fuming. Um, it's just it's just odd isn't it because it's just like why would Simon Moore pick it up if it, if it was a blatant pass back exactly like, you know it's either Simon Moore's lost his head or the refs lost his head like it's do you know what I mean
3: he had so much time Simon Moore as well do you know what I mean it wasn't like yeah exactly. he literally it wasn't like controlled like a, yeah. it he like took he's put his foot in yeah, it and he just like thought, you oh, just you yeah. mate." I was like thinking yeah it was bizarre and I it was like one of those where we were well on top and suddenly they got this moment where you're thinking, oh, oh have, they, have they been gifted this opportunity to regain the lead? And and uh, and more more credit for Rose. He he, he was very brave uh, from the resulting yeah. shot. To be fair, and he, he, that was I was worried. I was waiting because I'm at the other end. I was just waiting for the net to like bulge. So and I'm also sure. I
1: have to give a shout out to Fads as well because I don't know if you noticed, but the most of our players sort of looked at each other, thinking, well, what the nerf happens there? Like you know, they kind of perhaps don't work on it in training, but yeah, Fads yeah. seem to kind of fad seemed to kind of get it organized in the um and get us set up well for it so yeah weird weird one and have you seen many of them in your time not many tom no.
2: <laughs> but that kind of the best performance up didn't it, really let's be honest he was uh <laughs> yeah he, he didn't have the best
1: of games did he no we've got we've got three to talk about the next one's the penalty shout um on vic just before half time i was going to say ross you probably had the best view of it out, out of all of us
3: Yes, yeah, so this season there's been a few where up my end and I've sort of been like, I'm not sure. This one, I mean, if Vic's doing that to the defender outside the box, he's definitely given a foul. You know, he's been yeah. absolutely hauled down. I mean, it's, yeah, the inconsistency, it was just shocking. But you just knew the ref was never going to give it, though. Like, you can just, I mean, he was literally dragged down to the floor. You know, Vic's a strong guy. Vic doesn't go down like easy. And I thought it was a pen. I mean, like I say, if Vic's doing that to the defender and he runs through one on one and scores, the rest go, no, it was a foul on the defender. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. I thought it was a pen. But as a, yeah, this was after the ref, uh, this ref had give, already given the indirect free kick. And I don't know, I, I, I agree with Andy. I thought it was shocking, to be fair. Um, yeah. So I just never thought he was going to give it. Um, but we didn't let that affect us, which was good. But yeah, it should have been, yeah. a pen, I
1: think. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was one just after half-time as well, Andy, on Hamer outside the box. He was sort of assaulted almost um, mm-hmm. down to the floor. And yeah. ref just, you know, waved play on, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, he did. Baffling, really. Baffling all around the rest performance, let's be honest, he was shocking. Um, yeah, I don't know what you needed to do to get a foul. Some his performance up, Tom, really, very poor, but luckily it didn't affect us this, it didn't affect the result yeah. anyway, did it, so.
1: exactly. It didn't affect us, and you know, we looked really, really on top in the start of that second half. And we knew the next goal was going to be really important, and we did get it. it wasn't the prettiest, Ross, but great to see Cal get on the score sheet.
3: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it's what we've been, uh, it's what we've wanted since he scored against that only goal this season, which was against Bristol city. You know, he, every game, you know, he's going to get chances. He had one against Luton did midweek, which was frustrating because again, it was six yards out and he hits it straight at the keeper. So you, I think all of us as fans, he's so good. And like Andy, you said, you, you don't realize what you've got in him until he's not in the team. And all we want is him just to maybe not score loads and loads because it would probably make him leave, but enough, like, you know, to get some more points and, that's what he yeah. needed. That's the sort of goal that Waggon needs, one where it's just like, yeah. just, just, just force get, it goes in,
1: yeah. But, but funnily
3: enough, this is another one where I think if Matty Godden is in Yokarez's position, I think it just goes straight in. Do you know what I mean? I think he finishes yeah. the initial shot. I mean, the keeper saved it and it hit the post. I Obviously, it was up your, your end, Wardy. I, I thought, I was waiting for the ref to blow for something. I genuinely Schoolless. was.
1: Yeah, it was a bit chaotic. It was all bouncing around on the line. It was I was going to say, it was actually quite funny, really, because we obviously scored. You saw it over the line. You knew it was a goal. And then it was like, look up at the scoreboard to see who scored it. And when yeah, Cal's name no came up, there was there was almost a second cheer from the crowd, you know, because it was Cal, yeah. which shows, you know, how much he's loved. And, you know, you just, you just buzz him when he scores, aren't you?
3: And you saw his game just go from <laughs> there, which was already really good. Oh, yeah. and he just went – he became – Unreal. And then the second goal just, just just showed it, oozed. I mean, that's the composure he's been missing. You know, suddenly it was there. And I thought, wow, if he can do that on Wednesday and between now and the end of the season, we've got a real
1: chance. Yeah. Andy, the third goal was brilliant, wasn't it? From Cal.
2: Very impressed with Vic's uh, play on this one. I thought his uh he was positive with the ball, wasn't he? He
1: was um yeah, and the movement with... as well. The movement from both of them was just brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, Premier League quality. Yeah.
2: It was. It was a really, really good goal. Uh, a bit like a five-a-side goal, weren't it, Tom? you cut inside and, and then you hit first time in the corner. It was a, it was a really, really good goal. And um, it shows that Cal's got it in the locker, doesn't he? He just doesn't do it enough. And like Ross said, perhaps that's a good thing because if he did, then he wouldn't be playing for us, would he? But yeah. if, if he could start, you know, I'm, talking, I'm thinking I'm going ahead of myself now. I'm thinking for next season. Because he's signed up as well, isn't he? Which is good business again by yes. the club. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. if he starts chipping in a bit more and Vic's keeps scoring, we keep God and fit, maybe maybe the clinical edge is there, maybe. And maybe just add a couple um, of bits and pieces around it. Yeah, maybe we can maybe it's, we're not that too far away. Certain yeah. people like Cal just does need to score a little bit more because his all-round play is fantastic. But if he adds goals to it. <laughs> he's gonna help us no end for next season.
1: Yeah, and like Ross said, he doesn't need to score loads. You know, it, it's no, not no. like you know, it's just five to ten goals, isn't it? Yeah, that it would is. be that's what we yeah. need. And if, if you've got one or two players doing that in the midfield, then 100%. and you've got you know a Vic scoring fifteen and a Godwin scoring off, twelve to fifteen. That's yeah. that's all you need, you know.
3: And he's always good for a chance over here. You, know, you know what I mean? He always he's positioning. He always gets a great chance in every game yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, you know often he, he's always contributing and yeah it was brilliant I think I, I don't think anyone could there was no one more anyone in the fan uh, the crowd wanted to score to be fair and to get a brace yeah. for O'Hare. I, was, I was buzzing for him and uh, I think we'll see uh, and I think he'll be full of confidence as he should be on Wednesday night
1: yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Um, we got the fourth goal. Um, I thought this was a brilliant bit of play by Matson. He, he had a really good game. I thought yesterday as well. Um, he found O'Hare, who slid the ball to Matty Godden, and Ross. Matty Godden doesn't miss from there, does he?
3: No, no. I mean, to be fair, I. I... From my end, it was a brilliant turn from Mattson, as you say. He looked very, very sharp yesterday. Great ball, O'Hare, great first touch. And I saw the keeper come out, and I thought, oh, he's going to shoot here. You know, he just scored two, he's on a hat-trick.
1: Yeah, on a hat-trick, But
3: but, but (laughs) unbelievable, just so unselfish. and So to get two goals and an assist, and he puts it on a plate for And Matty Godden, you know, a thousand times out of a thousand times, he's putting that in the back of the net. And we just made it look so easy. It was just (laughs) unbelievable football, you know, brilliant football. Um, It was relentless. Again, we, we kept Sheffield United penned in. Like if they try to clear their yeah. lines, we'd always win it first with Hamer or Allen, and then we'd just go again. And yeah, it was a brilliant goal, and it was great to see Matty Godden get his first goal since having his uh you know appendix yeah. out and back. And he's on 11 for the season, and he was in unreal form before he was out you know for those few weeks. So if he's firing, and as Andy said, if we've got him and we've got O'Hare can score a few more, and and Vic, and if you know Hamer can pop up, you know we've got we've got goals
1: in the side. Absolutely. Um, we made a couple of changes. Obviously, Hyam came on for Fads and um, Kane came on for Dabo. Um, I thought Dabo had a really good game yesterday, Andy, and started to look more like the Dabo we know.
2: Well, it couldn't get much worse after his cameo against <laughs> Preston.
1: <laughs> Could it? True. Oh, true. That so, is true, no, yeah.
2: So, yeah. Um, he, no, he was back to more, back to himself. And um, like I said earlier to um you know, if he can finish the season strong for us, that's a massive <laughs> bonus going forward because it, him and Kane, you know, vying for that right-wing-back spot is, is quite strong. So if they're both, yeah. you know, on form or if one dips and one can come in, uh, like, because obviously Kane's struggling a little bit at the minute, you know, and Dabo takes his chance. Yeah, that was more like Dabo. I, like I said he he's you know when he's in full flow he's, he's a steam trainer and we know how good he yeah. is he's a massive asset to the team not just because of his play his personality as well Tom so the squad yeah. he's, a, he's a big player around the, around the dressing room and we need him more in the
1: team than out if you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. completely agree um it's good to see us as well just not sitting back we kept creating chances um Waggon had one off the post in the last few minutes um yeah good to see this ross and it probably could have been six or seven couldn't it really
3: i, I instead of saying I, I think it should have been six or seven you know I mean, <laughs> it could have been eight or nine it should have been six or seven i mean O'Hare, you know he had a chance of, like a really good chance of a hat trick didn't he and he um and then I mean, we, we forgot the chance in the first half where it was three on one and Hamer then decided to hit it straight at the keeper and then as you say wagon came on and he was having shots and Jamie Allen was having shots and yeah, it was just, a, it was just relentless. I mean, without their keeper making those saves, it, it would have been uh, six or seven. And I really wanted wagons just to go in. I just think, I think he'd get like an extra cheer because I think it's what mm. he needs. He's clearly low on confidence. Clearly, you know, these players aren't, you know, they, they, they see the stuff. Do you know what I mean? They, they're, they're a, yeah, a, of are criticism and on, on Twitter and on social media. And it's, it's, I do think as a fan base, we, you know, we need to support him it has been frustrating at times. I think he was really good in the first part of the season up until he, he got COVID, I think, and he didn't play in the Fulham game. Um, and obviously he's come back and he's, he's maybe not, he's not hit those levels. And obviously because as a striker, you're always going to look at the goals and he's only got one. And then, so then the frustration does does come uh, from the from the fans. Um, but I think, yeah, it'd be nice for him to get a goal and he, he sort of looked confident. It's probably a good sort of scoreline to come on, you know, when the game is won. And, yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Yeah. <coughs> so hopefully, I, I hope, yeah, I mean, I, I've got faith because I think he's capable. I just want—I I just think he needs a goal, like O'Hare's first one, just to hopefully just eat, take the shackles off him a bit, and then maybe he'll be able to play with a bit more freedom. Because, like Andy said earlier, against Luton, for example, it just looked very. I don't know, like, it was almost like he's overthinking everything he was doing. And then he was in actually really good positions a couple of times and his colleague, you know, Hamer or whoever it was, didn't play the ball to him. So he's probably getting frustrated because he thinks, I really want just a golden chance, which I can sort of back myself and put in the back of the net. So hopefully that will come, but it'll keep working hard. But it's going to be hard for him to get in the team with Godden and, and, and Vic on form.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, great result in front of the legends, Andy. Um, yeah good to see obviously them there a um, lot, of, lot of great faces there um, but yeah great result and I don't know what are your thoughts on playoffs are they, is it back on or or do we need to sort of see how the next couple of games go I think
2: we need to see how the next couple of games um, go to be honest I've been a bit like after a couple of wins I'm always like yeah it's back on mm-hmm. you know <laughs> we're going to do it and then, uh, then they always Falls on my falls falls down a little bit, but I think we just need to see. Let's get past Hall, see what we do there. Yeah. This stage of the season, Thomas, is just take every game as it as it is and just yeah. judge it on its own merits and just enjoy the ride because, like um, Ross said earlier, we we are one point away from equaling our total from last season. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah, that exactly. Is
1: crackers, isn't it? That is crackers. Yeah, right? I mean, everything's I mean, a bonus. Everything's yeah. a bonus in theory. Like you know, if we we miss out the playoffs, it's not the end of the world. No, you know, enough. we never expected it. So re- the the real the actual um, target for the season was to improve on last year, wasn't it? That was the, mm-hmm. the realistic one, um, and we're going to do that.
2: We are so. going to do that, and we're going to do that by a lot. And um, that's all you can ask for in football is improve <laughs> season on season, can't you? And and that's how we're going to. That's how progression is made in football clubs. And uh, yeah, really good. Fair play to everyone. And yeah, let's see how we get on against Hull, and then we'll go from there, Tom.
1: Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. I'll grab a man of the match from you both, uh, Ross. You know the scoreline.
3: It was a brilliant performance. So many great uh, performances out there. I think uh, big mention to Hamer again. He was he was electric. He he never stopped running. The same with Jamie Allen and those two together. They were the midfield. You know earlier in the season and they were brilliant again today. But I think I've got to give it to uh, to Victor Yacarez. I just thought he led the line unbelievably well. Powerful, quick, skillful. Set up O'Hare, scored himself, and he was just relentless again from minute one. To minute 94 or 95, yeah, he was brilliant. So, man of the match for me is uh, Victor Yocarez, Andy.
2: Uh, Callow hair for me. Um, I think his contribution turned the game for us in our favor in the crucial period of time. Um, two goals, second and third goals, um, really put the game away from Sheffield United. And uh, his all round play was fantastic. You know, he had eight shots, which is the most from any of our players. And he had two goals and one assist, so he had a really good afternoon's work. And um, special mention to Jamie Allen, like Ross said, he was like a, a man possessed. He was like he was. a little terrier in there, wasn't he? He was just absolutely fantastic. And another special mention goes to uh, Clark Solter at the back. Yes, um, yeah. If we can get him tied down, if he signs for us, that would be huge.
3: Big signing, he, that would be wouldn't it
2: He is a massive, massive player. He's, he's, he's quality.
3: He's yeah. added that balance, hasn't he? Left-footed yeah. player on that side. Yeah. You know, obviously that was high and was having to fill in there. But you can just, yeah. it makes a huge difference, doesn't it, to the way we play 100%. Out, uh, Yeah, he's been brilliant. I agree. I think he goes under the radar, to be fair, actually. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, does, he, he wins a lot in the air, doesn't he? Last headers he's, and...
2: Yeah, he's quality, Ross. And if we can get him signed up, that will be a huge business.
3: I agree. I agree. Hopefully we, can, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get that over the line in the summer. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
1: We'll now look ahead to the next two fixtures for the Sky Blues as they entertain Hull at the CBS on Wednesday, followed by a trip to Derby on Saturday. Um, Andy, the whole game is one of course for we'll to get three points in, but you always get that feeling it's not going to be the easiest of games.
2: No, not not at all. Well, obviously we beat them at their place, didn't we? One 0 uh, God and header, wasn't it? But yeah, no, you never know. But I expect us to get three points here. Obviously they've changed the manager. McCann's gone, hasn't he? Recently, so. Probably yeah. go into more into more detail about that uh, in a minute. But yeah, looking at the results, they haven't been great. The, the only team they've beaten recently is Peterborough, and they're shocking, aren't they? So this, yeah. is, a, this is a game that really, we, if we want to be making the playoffs, we need to get three points out of the
1: top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you there. Um, Ross, what have you made a poll this season? I know they signed Liam Walsh in January. Um, is he someone who could feature? Is he
3: even paying for them? He's not been playing a lot. You know, he wasn't in the squad uh, on the weekend, just gone. He he sort of came on as a sub. in What a waste Bronx. of talent.
2: Well, that is. It, yeah. we, we,
3: it's crazy, isn't it? You know, because we won the league and we were, all of us, me included, you know, clamoring, yeah, you know, we really wanted him back because he was obviously sensational and so influential in that season when we got promoted. And obviously we brought in Hamer, who's just gone to another level. And you look at Walsh and he was at sort of, went to Swansea, hasn't done anything, Hull and... hardly played any minutes in about two seasons now and you just wonder what's what's gone on there because you know he was brilliant wasn't he Um, yeah
1: yeah, strange.
3: It's it's yeah, it's a real tough one. And Hull, I mean, to be fair, I was very disappointed because you know other podcasts said they were going to finish in the playoffs this season. So you know when they when they only won one from the first twelve games or something, I was thinking, what's going on? Um, but uh, they're a very streaky side. Obviously, they've changed the manager um, and they've not had a great run with him. I mean, as uh, as you said, uh, Andy, their only win was Peterborough, uh, and they they were losing a lot of games and a few draws in there as well. So. As Andy says, uh, Tom, I think we need to we need to back up that he- great win and performance against Sheffield United. If we want to get the playoffs, that we have to get a yeah. win here. Um, yeah. No two ways about it. At home, it's twenty pound a ticket. Hopefully, we can get a good crowd. Um, and let's just go for it. Let's just play free flowing football. Confidence. Yeah, you know, they're a very beatable side. They haven't had a great. I think they've won like once or twice since their new manager came in, and, and and that's it. And obviously, they've dropped down the table. So. There's nothing to be frightened of here. Let's just, let's just take the game to them. And if we can just take our chances, that's the key. We can't go behind yeah. to a team like Hull because then they'll just shut up shop and then it just becomes frustrating. So let's, it'd be nice to take the lead in the game for once.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? For all of our sake as well. Um, Andy, how would you approach this one in terms of the lineup?
2: Um, Probably the same as what was. Saturday, to be honest, Tom. I can't change it, isn't it? Really, no, it is. I I wouldn't, I can't see how you can, if I'm being honest, unless injury comes in. Um, the only one maybe is bringing Hyam back in, but maybe probably not, because obviously he's been struggling a little bit as well. I wouldn't change it, Tom. I don't see how you can, not after a big performance like that. I'd go go unchanged,
3: yeah. I agree. I mean, I guess uh, I don't know if it's been said, I, I hadn't read anything about what extent Fads' sort of injury was um, or whether it was a precautionary, but I guess that's probably the only one I can really see. I mean, you're not going to change, you know, Godden, Vic, O'Hare have all scored goals. They are attacking three. Hamer and Allen were unbelievable. So, no, I, I agree. I think it'll be unchanged. And if there's only yeah. one change, I think it'll be high and back in for Fads and then Rose will move to the centre of the three, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, i probably agree with you both there. Um, grab some predictions, Andy? Yeah, I think we'll win this 2-1, Tom. Yeah, that'll be that'll be ideal. Ross, I'll let you have the uh the tweet league prediction.
3: I'm gonna go three nil. Yeah, I think O'Hare's gonna score again. I believe. I think he's gonna be uh, full of beans. I think this is the game where we 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 yeah, we go a couple up in the halftime
1: or something and hopefully see it out. So yeah, hopefully we win. That'd be nice. Um we'll just have a quick word on the derby game on Saturday. Um another sold out traveling sports, so it should be a good game, good atmosphere. It's in front of the sky. Cameras as well, Andy. So, mm. really want to look forward to you for the Sky Derby, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely local game. Uh, it's not. If it's, it's not really a local derby, but but yeah, it's a local. Well, it's not a bit feisty. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, it can be at times, especially if you put in your grey tracksuit on again, Tom. Exactly, you
0: have, to, you have to wash it. Ready?
2: <laughs> yeah, will. Um, but no, mate. Um, yeah, seems to really look forward to. And and they're not in great form. I know they've they've won a couple, but that's mainly against people that like Peterborough and Barnsley, they've won a game against, but they've, they've lost a few recently. So there's no reason again that we can get, if we get a positive result against Hull, if we get three points, you can go there and get a point, can't you? That'd be a not yeah. too yeah. bad result, would it? Four, four sort of, points yeah, out of the half next two
1: is, Yeah, is, is, that's, is, that's half broken down the week, is sort of yeah. win your home game and draw your away game. That's a solid week, isn't it? 100%. You know, and, and obviously, you know, if a couple of results go your way, that helps as well. I and mean, A lot mm-hmm. of teams are playing each other. So yeah, Ross, they're interesting, aren't they? Derby, they're in you know a bit of a false position. They've they've had a pretty good season actually. They probably I think they'd be around mid-table, wouldn't they? Um, if it wasn't for the points deduction. So it's going to be a going to be a test for us on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be a tough
3: test. I mean, they gave us <clears throat> a tough game in the league earlier. You know, they were the first team to get anything from the CBS arena this mm-hmm. season in that one all draw yeah you're right they'd be on 45 points without the 21 point deductions they would be sat in 16th place and obviously safe above the uh, the other sort of bottom three um, but as Andy said their form I mean I think part of it was they drew a lot of games they didn't lose many at the start of the season they probably had nothing to lose and you know, yeah sort of but recently uh, as Andy said that the, the last three wins have been Hull Peterborough and Doug Barnsley all at home which obviously you'd sort of expect to beat and they've, they've their form in the new year uh, hasn't been very good at all. They've lost a lot of games, and yeah, I think yeah, I don't I don't think Wayne Rooney is a, a great manager despite the media hype. I mean, they they almost well they, they would have gone down last year, you know, if it hadn't been Sheffield Wednesday's points deduction. Uh, yeah,
1: of course, so, of course. You
3: know, their fans say that well, they shouldn't be down there now. Well, it's well, you would have been in League One anyway uh, if you know take away Sheffield Wednesday's points <laughs> deduction. But they obviously are a stronger team than they were last year. And obviously they're quite good at home. Their home form has been their sort of, you know, uh, saviour. Uh, but yeah. as Andy says, you know, you want to go there and if we can get a win on Wednesday, you go there full of confidence before the international break. And then we can sort of re- reset and reevaluate and see where we are and, and, and see yeah. where we are off the playoffs. So it's going to be a tough game. Have I have actually got tickets so on Buzzing, so I'll see there, uh, there. We'll yeah. Um, we'll I'll, I'll get my, my grey tracksuit on as well.
1: Yeah, yeah you get a matching <laughs> match <from> one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know where to get one, mate. <laughs> yeah, please do um, I'll grab some predictions from both you Ross 2-2 uh,
3: two, two. Cool.
1: So you, you're planning an exciting week Ross <laughs>
3: hey we've started the week as we mean to go on right 4-1 win I'm, I'm, I think yeah 2-2 two, two. yeah Andy I'll let you have the sweet league one 1-1 one, one. yeah I think, we'll, we'll win. I think they'll score early and I
1: think we'll, yep. we'll get in.
2: we'll, we'll equalise
1: cool we'll take those um mm that's all we've got time for this evening chaps thanks very much for joining me listeners do make sure you check out our partner sean horn across their different social channels and as always if you would like to get involved in the conversation with anything we've discussed all you need to do is use the hashtag sky blues extra podcast
2: thanks for listening to the sky blues extra
0: podcast